Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, the brand new morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. So glad to have you. Since we are still new around here, Perloff, I'd like to get people accustomed to our schedule, which is on Wednesdays, we do something called the Great Debate Series. It started in the summertime. It was a smashing success. So we've kept it going once a week through the NFL and college football season. We get to it today. The Great Debate Series. Today, we tackle the topic of the worst loss in sports history. Now, this is broad. It's a little wide, you know. Does this mean heartbreaking loss? Does this mean choke? Does this mean blowout? Mm. It means whatever you want it to mean. You make the case for the worst loss in sports history. Is it a team loss? Is it an individual sport? Yeah, it's I about mean, historical impact. I think it's a great debate, too. Is it if the other team does something remarkable, does that lessen the impact of the loss? Like sometimes you just get beat by a miracle play. Sure. Maybe it's not on you, but sometimes you blow it. And which hurts more? So that is the topic for today's great debate series, 855-212-4CBS. Would you like to start us off or would you like me to do it? Go ahead. You go first. All right. The worst loss in sports history sounded like this. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God! It's picked off at the goal line! It's picked off by God Butler! Intended for Lockett at the goal line! Oh, my word! With 20 seconds left! Oh, my word! It was Malcolm Butler picking off Russell Wilson at the goal line. Super Bowl 49. This was in 2015. So, right around the corner from the 10-year anniversary of that Perloff and... We are still talking about this. We are still hearing Seattle Seahawks players who are salty about this. They lost 28-24, of course, the 26 seconds left with a timeout. And that's where Russell Wilson, Daryl Bevel, Pete Carroll, there's a lot of blame to go around on this one, decided to call a pass play instead of handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was a pro bowler that season. He had more rushing touchdowns than any other running back that season. He had more yards after contact 
than any running back that season. What looked like the biggest no-brainer in history was muddied by a bad play call. Now, when I say that this has lasting power, and this is part of yeah. why this is one of the worst losses, this is the worst loss. Here was Marshawn Lynch talking on Shannon Sharp's podcast. It's called Club Shay Shay. This soundbite is not from five years ago. This soundbite is not from seven years ago. This soundbite is from two weeks ago. This is Marshawn Lynch talking about that moment. You know, you took a dream away. You took a moment away. You arguably you take, a dynasty, away. You take a dynasty away. You know what I mean, because then you, you know, you in position that, hey, we win two Super Bowls. Maybe I don't want to be the highest paid corner or the highest paid safety or the highest paid receiver. No, spread that cheese through the whole team so we could bring everybody back and we could go try to do three, maybe four. Let's see what we could get out of it. See, that's the other part of so, this, right? So, I mean, right? you know, not only do you, you know, you, you take away all that shit, but, you know, you put us in the, <laughs> in the history books as the dumbest call in football history. There you go. I jumped it. The dumbest call in football history, according to Marshawn Lynch, being honest there. And the reason why I think this one lasts is not just because of how shocking it was and it was against the Patriots, but because he's he's right. They had won the Super Bowl the year before by blowing out Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Yeah. We don't have repeat champions anymore, not since the Patriots of the early 2000s. It would have been a dynasty or at least on its way to a dynasty, which is something we just don't see in professional football. Yeah, I think I have a little bit of an issue with Marshawn. I mean, you said that it's still alive, but who's keeping it alive? Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch. And you wonder why that team didn't stay together. It kind of seems like they hated the quarterback. I don't know. That's probably happened a million times in NFL history where there was a star player who everyone hated, but you don't have to air him out every day for the next 15 years. Okay, well, that's the other part of this moment. If they had won, they're never airing out Russell Wilson. We never mm, know well, that there's that an I, issue. No, I disagree with that. Richard Sherman was going after Russell Wilson. Not they could have won, won six. Mm. Now, I think Richard Sherman's dislike of the attention of Russell Wilson got went way deeper. Okay, Remember but, the story about Russell Wilson with the tuxedos in the backseat? Yeah. They hated Russell Wilson. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. You're a two-time Super Bowl champion. If Marshawn is right, guys, take pay cuts to stay together to try to go for the dynasty. We never learn about the Russell Wilson simmering tension, probably until someone writes a book 20 years later. It, we learned about it. it. It derailed an entire franchise. All right. Can you top it? Uh, that's a good one. I am actually going, like, I, I think these are very particular ones. You know, it's kind of like in your career. Obviously, my first instinct was a miracle Meadowlands loss. The Giants blew a game late against the Eagles. But that was a regular season game, and you raised the stakes right here with the Super Bowl. So I'm going high stakes. I'm going with the Chris Webber timeout when he had no timeouts. Michigan, North Carolina, uh, 1993 uh, National Championship game. Here's the thing about that game. It was it was when the NCAA basketball was closer to the peak of its popularity. 35 million people were watching. Chris Webber was the greatest college basketball player in the game. One of my top three or four favorite college basketball players of all time. They were down. So I think people forget that they were down. Got backed into a corner called a timeout. Michigan was about to tie the game, called a timeout, did not have any timeouts. He was trapped. Something about that actual moment, it's just the little moment there is so sketched in my memory. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you blew it. And I love it. I still love Chris Webber, both in the college and the pros. But for me, this is like the exact moment, similar to your interception. It's just, it was 
he lost his mind at the exact wrong time, and there's so painful. To me, like that one stands out of my lifetime as the worst loss I can remember. It certainly stayed with Chris Weber. You know, it, it stayed with him. Here's the one thing about that timeout and, and why I didn't put it over Marshawn Lynch uh, not being handed the ball at the goal line, the Malcolm Butler at the goal line. The impact of the Fab Five was still big, even in, in, in it has, has become and remains so big, even if they didn't win. Like, they become remembered as a cultural phenomenon. They still get all the accolades. We were interviewing Jimmy King last year, you know, talking about greatest teams of all time. What they did, they still are in the history books, whether they were winning or not. Because remember, they didn't win the year previous either when they were all freshmen. So, to me, it's like the impact of the Fab Five was still there, and the loss doesn't sting as much. Well, obviously, the impact of Marshawn and Richard Sherman have made more of a career out of losing that game than. Well, they won a Super Bowl, though. They won a Super Bowl, but I feel like their that loss is what defines them. They never talk about winning the Super Bowl. All they talk about is how Russ and Pete Carroll screwed them over. That's kind of their their stick, no? Well, not Marshawn as much as Richard Sherman. That's his main point. So those are our two worst losses in sports history. Mine, Malcolm Butler at the goal line. Pearl off is Chris Weber's timeout in 1993 NCAA tournament. Let's turn our attention now to Jordan Schultz. We welcome in NFL insider and one of our good friends. Uh, we got a lot of NFL stuff to get to, Jordan, but would you like to weigh in on worst loss in the history of sports, or do you want to pass? Um, so two things came up when you were talking about that. One was, who are the best teams not to win a championship? And I certainly think, the Fab Five, also Five Slam Pajama in 1980 against NC State with Hakeem and Clyde Drexler. But worst loss for me as a lifetime Seahawks fan with a Seahawks helmet here that I always keep, I was at that game in the desert in Arizona when they didn't hand the ball off to Marshawn. I mean, that was devastating. I Listen, I met my wife at the Seahawks game. I've told you that. That, that organization – means a lot to me and I'm even though I'm in this in, insider role like I still have so much love for the city of Seattle and, and the team and you know that would have been a back-to-back Super Bowl championship you know like to to not have back-to-back titles when you're literally on the doorstep I think to me as great as that team was they deserved especially with the Legion of Boom and Marshawn and they deserved to win back-to-back they deserve to be considered the dynasty of the you know mid two thousand, so that was uh, I'm biased, but I would say that's probably the the worst loss ever. At well, least, sure, least. we saw that coming. Uh, now I feel terrible though. Yeah. Geez, we brought you on. It's early in the morning. Yeah. You're gracious there, enough you know, to come on the show. We start off with the worst loss. Now you also bring up they would have beaten Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in back to back Super Bowls. Exactly. I mean, that, that's people don't talk about that. They talk about Denver and New England, whatever. But Peyton and Brady back to back. Okay, Belichick. It's like it's it's etched in history and it still hurts me. So that's that's my all timer. Okay, let's get on to some NFL and apologies for opening that wound for you specifically. We didn't mean to do that. Um, The San Francisco 49ers, Jordan. I mean, all eyes on Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. So far, it looks like things are trending in a positive direction. What more do you have? Absolutely. So. Um, x-rays negative specifically on Debo. That was the first one that came back with the shoulder. Um, it's my understanding that all three are not believed to have any serious injuries. And obviously Trent came back and played, uh, Debo and, and McCaffrey really didn't. But when you think about the Niners, 
big picture, there's not a more complete team in the league at every level, right? Like every single position group, they are stacked. It's just a matter of staying healthy. And I was talking to a scout last night who's been doing this for decades. And I said, what will it take for the Niners? Forget the NFC. What will it take for the Niners to win the Super Bowl? Not win the Super Bowl. And basically he just said health. It comes down to health. They have the most complete team. They have one of the best three head coaches in the league. And if they're healthy, no one's going to beat them. And it's hard to argue that at this point. And I think those three guys are clearly, with respect to Purdy, the three most important players. Jordan, we uh, started the show debating what, what the Cowboys, the last two weeks, what it means. Do you still have them? You talked about the Niners, obviously, were way ahead two weeks ago. Do you still have the Cowboys in that picture of, like, three or four teams who could come out of the NFC? Absolutely. And I think beating the Chargers, and I know – I know the Chargers are a flawed team, but it's still a talented team. And what that defense did to Justin Herbert was was really impressive on the road. And again, I know it's not a home field advantage, but regardless, they responded. They, they got embarrassed against the Niners. I mean, make no bones about it. That was a terrible performance on Monday night, six days prior. And Dallas, even without Trayvon Diggs, I, I tweeted it out yesterday. Deron Bland has played really well, second-year man. Um, they have a terrific front. They're going to get LVE, you know, Van Der Esch back who's one of their most athletic players defensively. They, it really comes down to Prescott. And the the Monday night game against the Chargers, that's the deck Prescott that we need to see. He doesn't have to be amazing. His stats don't have to be otherworldly. But he didn't turn the ball over. He hit some really good timing throws. His movement was good. He had that huge conversion on, on, on third down and 18 for the touchdown run. He had that beautiful back foot dime to Brandon Cooks. He found CeeDee Lamb. Uh, in all those vacant spots in the zones. So, I, I listen, I really like Dallas. I think people love to hate on them when they don't play well, especially Dak. I don't buy into that narrative. I still think, listen, they're not as good as San Francisco. I probably think they're, I think they're a notch below Philly, but they have, they have enough. And I think Dan Quinn is a phenomenal coordinator. I guess my biggest question mark is whether or not you know, Mike McCarthy as a play caller can find his rhythm. I still think he's figuring it out. And we saw the stats, especially in the red zone, that were really alarming. Their efficiency has plummeted really bottom of the league, especially in touchdowns compared to last year with Kellen Moore. And if Mike McCarthy can find a little bit more of a rhythm play calling wise, I think they'll be right there. Jordan Schultz is an NFL insider joining us right here on Maggie and Proloff. Now, this is about to be an especially busy time for you, Jordan, because the trade deadline is approaching for people who are in the information business like you. This is like when you have all three phones right out on the table, you yeah. know, all the bat phones. The Cowboys as buyers, what are you hearing or anything else that you think our audience would be interested in? Yeah, I think Dallas is going to be aggressive because they're four and two. It's amazing what three and three and four and two, how different they feel. And uh, four and two, it feels like, okay, we we can go get someone. I, I still think they need a little bit more secondary help. Um, I talked about Bland playing well. I think they would like to get another corner. Um, I would be interested to see, uh, buyers-wise, who else steps up. I think the Raiders could potentially, let's say they hypothetically beat Chicago, then they go to four and three. Maybe they get aggressive. They try to get another pass rusher. Um, Sellers-wise, I would say Denver, Minnesota, potentially Washington. I think the Broncos with Sutton and Judy, I mean, they tried to trade both those guys this summer. Uh, they wanted to trade Judy last year. They wanted a one. They didn't get it. But I think that the asking price has probably come down a little bit. They won't trade. They won't trade Russell Wilson, but maybe Garrett Bowles. So Denver with Sean Payton trying to put his fingerprints on that organization and 
They've already traded Gregory. They released uh, Frank Clark. Washington is one to watch, too, because they're they're kind of in no man's land. Week to week, you don't really know what you're going to get. I, I think Ron Rivera's seat is, is pretty hot. And, um, you know, they have Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Both those guys are represented by Clutch Sports. Both of them are going to get big deals this offseason. And they both can command about the same, probably a two or a three. I don't think the commanders are going to be able to pay both those guys. And the new ownership group, from everything I've been told, they want a sustainable franchise that's thinking toward the future, basically the opposite of what Daniel Snyder did. It'd be interesting to see if they ultimately try to move one of them. And then I would just say Minnesota. I mean, we, we've heard a lot about Kirk Cousins. I never really got the sense he's going to be moved. He has a no-trade clause. It doesn't help him to be traded. He has to learn a new playbook. I don't believe he'll be in Minnesota after this year, but I also don't believe he's going to be traded because he would have to learn a new playbook again. That doesn't help him. So um, buyers-wise, I think Dallas will be in the mix. Certainly, if I if the first team that comes to mind is the Cowboys, uh, probably Philadelphia. You know, they get aggressive. They just got Julio. Andrew, I know you like that move. We'll, Love we'll it. see if he has anything left in the tank. But um, Philadelphia, Howie always gets aggressive. And, and then sellers, I would say Denver and Minnesota probably stand out the most. So Kirk Cousins probably not being traded. Does Is there any chance the Jets bring in anybody uh, behind Zach Wilson, or is this now just wait for Aaron Rodgers situation? I think from from what we've seen from Zach Wilson really since, I guess, the safety against the Chiefs. You know, he's played really well. Not really well. He's played pretty well. He hasn't turned the ball over. He hasn't lost two games. Yeah. Um, they beat the Eagles for the first time ever. Is that is that right? I mean, I was shocked he didn't about lose that. You the game. You know, I mean, he he did enough. He had a he had a good late drive and. Um, I don't think they're going to bring anybody else at quarterback, no. And they're obviously hoping that Rodgers can come back at some point. They've seen enough from Wilson. He's made some throws. He's done some things that make you say, okay, maybe he's not the guy, but he's a guy. You know, we can win with this guy if he's adequate, especially with how we're playing defensively. I do think New York is going to get aggressive at the deadline. Um, I wonder if they would trade McCall Hardman. I know they've had those discussions. They brought him in for basically $4 million bucks from Kansas City. He has not really been on the field. They've seen Xavier Gibson, the UDFA out of Stephen F. Austin, have a bigger role. I, I think Hardman could be traded, and I do think New York could get active, uh, especially on the offensive line. They 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 lost Elijah Vera Tucker, their standout guard. That hurt them a lot. I think the Jets will go out and get a lineman, but not a quarterback. That used to be my line when I was single. I might not be the guy, but I am a guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. it work for you? You're a uh, guy, so you got, you got something. You, you, you don't know what it is, but it's something. Yeah, I'm like, you know, if the defense is really good, I can win a game for you here and there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can win a game. I go 500. <laughs> well, Jordan, you've been so awesome to get up with us this early, and I want to leave on a better note than how we came in, talking about the worst okay. loss of all time. I'll give you a good, a good win for your Seahawks, not just blowing out the Broncos in the Super Bowl. That's the easy one, but the 10-9 win over the Minnesota Vikings going back oh, to the playoffs. the playoffs. Now, that Blair one Walsh. would be bad for the Vikings, but the Vikings. That was a Blair. That was a Blair. Well, I remember that. That was, I think that was the year after, two, maybe the year after they lost to New England. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. 27 yards, I think it was. That was one of those where I was happy as a Seahawks fan, but I, I truly felt for Blair Walsh and, and we know that Minnesota kickers, they've yeah. had a they've had a rough history. So that was the Vikings. I tell you what, I'll I'll leave you with this. I went to Vikings Giants playoff game last year. Vikings lost. I can't that fan base after Philly got their title. The Vikings deserve a Super Bowl. That's a franchise. What about Maggie's Bills? Come on, Maggie's. Of course, <laughs> NFC AFC. Of course, Maggie, your Bills. I mean, come on. That's 
Okay. That's like a golden rule of football. Absolutely. Circle the wagons, Bills Mafia. Listen, Bills and the Vikings, we could just have our own category. <laughs> you guys can't even, all the other teams combined can't even touch us. Uh, Jordan, true. Thank you so much. NFL insider Jordan Schultz got Thank all the guys. latest. We know it's a busy time of year. Thanks, Jordan. My pleasure. Yeah, that's a is that almost a point of pride that uh, if you're going to start talking about tough luck fan bases. Okay, so here's the reason why I didn't go with some of the Bill stuff, right? right. I could have gone with Scott Norwood, but guys, let's remember back in that day in the early 90s, missing 47, 48-yard field goals, like it wasn't as automatic as it is today. Now we're shocked if a guy misses like a 55-yarder. You know, it wasn't like that. Oh, yeah, it's and, a tough field goal. And then the other losses... Okay, the Super Bowl losses, two of them were blowouts. Like, I, I can't really get caught up in that. The Music City Miracle was a wild card game. The 13 seconds game was a divisional round. The reason why I put Malcolm Butler at the goal line and Seattle blowing it against the New England Patriots is because it's like the height of the Super Bowl moment. Now, again, you could say Scott Norwood, but to come down to a kicker, like the Seattle Seahawks play came down to two future Hall of Famers Russell Wilson, a couple of the Hall of Famers, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, and like Pete Carroll. The, 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 I don't know, it just felt. I think that the one thing fair. about the Music City Miracle, if you get a nickname for the loss, that is better. <laughs> so like the, uh, the fumble and the drive for yep. the Browns, the Music City Miracle, 13 seconds, is that a nickname? Yeah. I think that helps. We need one for the interception of the goal line, which is, I think you could just say, if you it's say Malcolm Butler, Butler goal line. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but it's not as clever as Music City Miracle. Yeah, it's just like Al Michaels' call, you know? Yeah. Malcolm Butler at the goal yeah, line. Yeah, like Miracle on Ice, the band is on the field. You need a little more something catchy. We have other worse losses. That's our great debate for this Wednesday, 855-212-4CBS, the worst loss in sports history. That's it. You can take it wherever you want to take it. I said Malcolm Butler at the goal line. Perloff said... I go Chris Webber, fake timeout. We'll get EJ and Pete's thoughts. We'll get Bogish's thoughts. We want your thoughts. Again, 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff in just moments. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Great debate series today. Worst loss of all time, and you can take it any way you want. It can be your team choked. It can be that you guys got blown out. Um, you know, it's hard for me to get myself in that mind space now because Philadelphia sports are dominating at every level. Um, yeah, you guys have no bad things in your uh, in your history. I mean, we've just had general badness. I don't remember the heartbreaks, really. I'm trying to think of it, uh, uh, a moment. I think you need a moment. Like, I have the Chris Webber timeout. You have the Malcolm Butler interception. Like, you need to be on the brink of it and just have the wind ripped away and break your heart. That's the kind of loss I'm talking about. What about, about. Mitch Wilding Williams? Ah, we weren't going to win that series. They, <laughs> See, this is why you can't even that argue was game with six. Oh Mitch gosh. Williams, first of all, I could have hit that out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it can't be a debate if you're just going to excuse away every bad loss. But, we got some good ones in the chat, though. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where the Widows and the coffee drinkers are hanging out. Titan fan says, my personal worst was the Buffalo coming back on the Oilers in the 92 wild card. That was a Frank Reich-delivered comeback. And that put him in lore. Also, Titan fans saying Mike Tyson being knocked out by Buster Douglas yeah. was shocking. I can't say worse loss for Tyson, though, because Tyson still went on to have this, you know, to be considered one of the most ferocious and best fighters of all time. And Tyson in his head was so conflicted and complicated like, I don't think that loss was shocking. I don't know if it, it didn't derail his career in any way. I mean, I I kind of disagree with that. He was on his way to be the greatest heavyweight probably of all time. Going to jail derailed that. No, that loss derailed that. I think he was 
going to jail, I think, happened. It's all part of the same process, but you're right, maybe behind the scenes, but he was probably better than Ali, better, I don't even know who the competition is, better than Joe Frazier, better. He was the single best, and then that just all fell apart in a, in a day in Japan, and we had no idea. That was so shocking. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Larry is in Indiana. Good morning. Larry, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking the call. This is my second time calling the show. I'm so excited. I called about the Beckham Posh Spice thing a few weeks back. <laughs> of um, course. So so just two, a couple things. Uh, on the free throw line dunk, yeah. several people have done the free throw. Brett Berry did it in a warm-up jacket on the dunk contest. Uh, <laughs> Scotty Pippen did it in a dunk contest. It's been done several times. There's actually, I used to be able to find some footage of Michael Johnson at a Nike Jam Fest doing a dunk from the three-point line. He's the long jumper, of course. Wow. Wait, you said Michael um, Johnson, not Michael Jordan. Yeah. No, no, the Olympic long jumper. Yes. Uh, Was it actually, Michael Johnson, the sprinter? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it may have been him or Carlos, but there's video of one of those long jumpers doing several dunks. I think it's... Line. um. I think I think it's a one of the uh, it's a I think it's a different guy. This guy used to be in every dunk contest. He could jump through the sky. Okay, we'll have EJ uh, look that up. He's on it right now. Lowered, I'd, I'd heard that they lowered the rim to nine feet for that dunk. But anyway, ah. uh, I'm, being from Indianapolis, the worst losses for me. It's a t- two way tie. That nonsense. Uh, Grandmama, Larry Johnson's New York. A phantom foul, four step fadeaway, three pointer to take us out of the playoffs in the nineties. Yep. Never get over that. Terrible, terrible call. Uh <laughs> hate grandmama. And then uh the other one would be that uh Gordon Howard missing that half quarter in the uh Butler Bulldogs uh championship. Man. There. That, was, Larry, that was a Two calls for you, two that you've knocked out of the park. Now the one thing about the Butler losing to Duke in the final. It was just such a felt like a miracle for Butler to be even in the final, you know, like, can you say getting, you know, losing on a half court shot, basically from Gordon Hayward, like you were right there. Did Butler, I know it's painful for their fans, but who even thought that Butler was going to be in the title game, let alone get back the next year. But I think that's the point, right? Like maybe they'll never going to get back there. And they were in a tight game against Duke that almost ended in ridiculous fashion. Yeah, but they did get back the next year. But they that, lost but, again. But they've that might be it. Right. And that loss now, like, retroactively signifies just how close and how significant the missed opportunity was. Mm. The only thing, though, is didn't the guys who probably deserve to go at the next level go to the next level? You had Gordon Hayward, who ended up having, unfortunately, a disappointing career because of injuries. But Brad Stevens has become one of the, you know, big-time coaches, now GMs in the NBA. And I think even Shelvin Mack was in the league for a little bit like yeah. guys ended up using that to get to the next level like it's a happy ending uh hey i hate when i say that everyone always smirks and laughs but Not it was us. it was a happy ending for a lot of those guys even though they lost yeah um, did they lose 54 41 that's pretty bad crazy uh by the way is mike conley the the gold medal long jumper who dunked from the free throw and also he went against mike powell do you guys remember Mike Conley? It's Mike Conley's dad, the mm-hmm. uh, current Mike Conley. So I'm looking at this. There's a, yeah. There is a Michael Johnson who dunked from the three-point line, but he's on a trampoline. Oh. <laughs> so I, I just don't think that, I don't think that this counts. Like, slam ball? Whatever that's called. Yeah, not I mean, slam ball. He, What's it called? Yeah, slam ball. No, slam you got ball, it right. Yeah. yeah not, he's not on like – he's not playing like a slam ball. This, this, this is 1988. I'm watching this video now again. He just – he's leaping on a trampoline. He leaps probably ten times up and down, and then he just – 
flies, I guess, you know, from the three-point line, which, I don't know, I feel like we kind of see that, you know, doesn't the gorilla... Yeah, the, yeah now <laughs> halftime shows were born that night. Do that every week? I don't, I don't think that would count this. No, he's got... I'm watching Mike Connolly, the Olympic gold medal guy, jump from two feet behind the foul line, but he was yeah, like that, the all-time... I, I remember. He set the all-time record for long jump. I think he's got to be... My point is the long jumper, not a tall guy like Wembenyama. Okay. Well, that yeah. was our debate about... Maggie thinks that Wemenyama is going to redefine... Uh, they, maybe. I no, mean, it could be. He's got long strides. It was a theoretical debate. Will someone ever dunk from the three-point line? And I said, well, look at how guys in basketball are evolving and look at what Wemenyama can do at his height, and it's different, so you can never say never. Um, okay, let's go to... Nebby is in Pennsylvania. Nebby, by the way, defending Mike McCarthy the other day. How do you feel about that now? Well, I wasn't really defending Mike McCarthy. I was more, more or less. <laughs> all saying, right, like, all Tom, right. Tomlin, I was Tomlin should be lumped in with McCarthy. <laughs> as, 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 no, as no, it, no, no, no. Okay, that's so good. Let's go to your I've worst been on loss. That position for years, like like Tomlin's overrated. What What's your but worst I, loss in sports sports history? I got well. I have two personal ones and the overall one. Stid Bream scoring from first base on the best baseball player I've ever seen. Barry Bonds not yeah. being able to throw him out. Tim Tebow losing to Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Another Tomlin. Yeah, those but Steelers Broncos. Yeah, great. Yeah, but the worst. But the worst loss I think is the '86 Angels losing to the Red Sox that Donnie Moore game. Oh no! That, yeah, that one had a sad ending. That that what that's that just ended that just ended darkly ruined yeah. ruined the Angels kind of Reggie Jackson's last year. It was just big and it was they just blew it. Yeah. Nebby, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. I mean, we have not brought up some of the great baseball heartbreakers where I think you have to put, you know, the New York Yankees in 2004 blowing a 3-0 lead to the Boston Red Sox. I yeah. mean, that is one Who of... didn't like that? <laughs> I'm just saying it was worse. I'm not yeah. here to You guys are the Don, Donnie Moore sadly took his life. Yeah. Because that, that was the... Uh, that that has a dark turn on that. Uh, I don't think we're going to go there. Let's go to Michael in Las Vegas, who's got another good one that we talked about a lot before the show. Michael, how are you? Hey, you too. I just I love your show as always. Um, I just think it's Diamondbacks had a great year though, and I they're really young, and their payroll is probably like wait, but not about the Diamondbacks. Big. What's the worst loss? Tell us which one. Well, the worst loss is you guys bringing up the loss last night. You guys <laughs> lost me because you're bringing up the D-backs uh, losing again. I'm sorry. I, I thought think that's really Michael. I, I thought it says here days. Falcons blow 28 to three lead. That I know one. you wouldn't let me get on if I put that. <laughs> Michael, thank you for the phone call. Wait, is Michael the guy with the M&M store? Uh, that's what it is. It might be. We had a. He's an Uber, Uber driver, driver in Vegas, Vegas who has caught us from an M&M store. I'll never forget. I think that's Michael. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, but 28-3 to with the Falcons. Again, like Malcolm Butler at the goal line, still something in the lexicon, still something that the team never got over um, and still, you know, has not gotten over to this day to the point where, you know, Matt Ryan is now a broadcaster and Andrew Catalan, who he does the games with, along with Tiki Barber down the hall, uh, like brought it up inadvertently and you saw Matt Ryan's yeah. face just sort of fall. Yeah, and that's one of those sort of snake-bitten franchises that they can... It feels like Atlanta's never going to win after that. Let's get to some headlines before we get back to the calls on the great debate today. Worst loss of all time. Andrew Bogus is here. 
Uh, you guys asked in hour one, what is Diamondbacks baseball? Apparently, it's this. Pop up. Who wants it? Uh-oh. That's going to fall. Wow. Longoria was content to let Nelson catch it. Pitchers are almost always told to evacuate the premises. And Longoria just let him ease over, and that one falls. That's Brian Anderson on TBS last night. A simple pop-up falling between the third baseman, pitcher, and catcher. The only good news for Arizona, they were already down 7 nothing at that point, <laughs> so the embarrassment did not cost them the game. They have just one choice, says first baseman Christian Walker. Flush it, move on. Um, long series. You know, going to have to start scoring some runs. They were shut out last night. 10-zip only scored three runs in losing game one of the NLCS. The next three games of the series are in Arizona starting tomorrow afternoon, but it's hard to see how they win at least twice to push the series back to Philly. The ALCS resumes this evening. Max Scherzer returns from his shoulder issue to expand the Rangers' 2-0 lead on the Astros. NFL owners are meeting again in Manhattan today. They're not expected to do much in these sessions, but a contract extension for Roger Goodell could be announced today. What? Yeah, this new deal has been in the works for a while now. And I thought he was retiring. I thought he said after 27, I'm done. No. I mean, unless this will take us to that point. Listen, you always say it. The guys who talk about retiring never retire. Goodell is going to be the commissioner until the year 2050. He is. I mean, that guy is Teflon Don. Feels like, uh, yeah, what's he get, $40 million a year? He's stupid rich. I think he has, what is he even going to do with his money? I just think he wants to go to the games and sit with Taylor Swift and do all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Houston Rockets have traded Kevin Porter Jr. to the Thunder, finalizing their split after Porter was arrested last month for allegedly physically assaulting his girlfriend in a Manhattan hotel room. That story is changing, though, with prosecutors dropping the most serious charge, and the woman now saying the incident was nowhere near as serious or vicious as police originally said. As for the trade, the Thunder will immediately waive Porter but still pay the remaining $16.9 million on his deal. They also add two future second-round picks because they are the Thunder. Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl go to the Rockets who save five and a half mil in salary. Preseason action last night. Paul George scored 23 in the Clippers 116-103 win over the Nuggets. U.S. men's soccer took care of Ghana 4-0 in a friendly in Nashville after losing to Germany over the weekend. Gio Reyna scored twice last night. Former captain Michael Bradley announced yesterday Saturday's Toronto FC finale will be his final match of his career. Bradley has played the last 10 seasons in MLS. His 151 appearances for the national team are the third most all-time. And the Vancouver Canucks open their season with back-to-back wins, only to suffer their first loss last night, 2-0 in Philly. Apparently, head coach Rick Tockett thought they'd go unbeaten. I can't even pick one guy who played well other than Demko. was unreal. He was, uh, he was great tonight, and the rest of the guys weren't. Ow! We just got some guys. They, you know, whew, they got they, they better pick it up. I mean, I saw a lot of, you know, I don't like to use the word soft, but I, I didn't see guys competing at all, um, and that's alarming. Hot after losing for the first time in three games. Yeah, I mean, save a little here. Got yeah. a long season. Rick Tockett's in Vancouver. Our yeah. Rick, my Rick Tockett. You were Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett, where ninety percent of the women in my high school walked around with Rick Tockett jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Did yeah. you guys know he was the Vancouver? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm sure. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Mr. Hockey over here. Yeah. Yeah, he's not taking that loss well, is he? No. <laughs> Gotta set the tone. Pogish goes, apparently thought they were going undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's Canucks hockey. Anytime a- Andrew starts with a hockey highlight, I'm like, something's coming here. I'm just <laughs> waiting. I'm like, I'm starting to say, I'm like, oh, some, something's coming. We see you guys on the phones. We will get to it. Uh, today's great debate topic, the worst loss in sports. Worst loss ever. I said Malcolm Butler at the goal line. Perloff said to Chris Weber's timeout. We hear from you next. Again, 855-212-4CBS. More Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. You're probably wondering, why did we run that random Jim Nance highlight from March 16th, 2018? Well, the reason is UMBC shocked the Virginia Cavaliers. That was the first time a 16 ever beat a one seed in the NCAA tournament on the men's side. And we are doing worse losses right. in sports history today as part of our great debate series. That one worked out. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Great, though. UVA went on to win the title next year, and they even since that Purdue lost last year, that one actually was in a weird way had a happy ending. Like where the, I did the Chris Weber timeout, there's no happy ending. The Fat Five never won a title, so I don't know if I would still include that one. Do, do you get redemption on these losses? Like if um, you say that Russell Wilson had thrown that, yours is a Russell Wilson pick. Yeah. If the Seahawks had won it the next year, we probably wouldn't put that on the list. You're right. Redemption is a big part of it, but you're never going to be that same team again. Yeah. Right? Like not everyone who was on the UMBC team or the Virginia team that lost was there for the next season when they did eventually win. Now, what was interesting about that one is that was like a blowout. They got crushed. Crushed. It was a 20-point loss for Virginia. So but, like the whole second half, it was, I mean there was like a little bit of drama, but not, not really. It was the long goodbye 
you know, where you're just looking at dejected faces and all that stuff on the Virginia. But none of those guys remember that. Like Kyle Guy, those those yeah, guys won a title the next year. Remembers that. He, but they want to. They walk away with a ring. Well, I think he, it, he didn't. He wasn't on the team the next year. That's what I was saying. Oh, who's that? Malcolm okay. Brogdon. Oh, you yeah. Know, he was the best player on the team. Yeah. But he's kind of won at life because he gets yeah, paid been on a lot to play. Seventeen in the different NBA teams. Get <laughs> paid quite a bit. Um, Brogdon was on that team. I did not remember yeah. that. That's interesting. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Again, worst loss in sports history. Let's go to George. He's in Los Angeles. Good morning, George. What do you have? Hey, good morning. I really enjoy you guys' show. Uh, I think it's the Tennessee Titans and the tackle at the one-yard line this time ended in the Super Bowl, which would have tied the game. And my thing is, why do you throw a pass short? You know what I mean? Like, come on, it's your last play. At least go in the end zone. But, yeah, I think that was a devastating loss for Tennessee because they never won a Super Bowl and they might not never go back. George, thank you for the phone call. Yes, the Kevin Dyson at the one-yard yeah. line is an all-timer. Well, the funny thing, too, is that's the greatest show on turf. Like an iconic NFL team, they easily could have lost that Super Bowl, and then they lost to the Patriots again. That could have been sort of one of the great NFL stories that didn't happen. I never think about that from the Titans' standpoint, because that Rams team was sort of the team of the year in a way. Right, so we're wondering, can it be a heartbreaking or worse loss if you just get beat by a better team? Or you're an underdog. Right, like the game's good. Yeah. You do come up short, but it ultimately, like, this is a little different than, like, 28-3, to right? Like, 28-3, to you had it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, the Titans kind of had it. They were foot away. I I understand why that would be painful. I would not have liked to be on the losing end there. Uh, let's go to Brandon. He's in Utah. Hey, Brandon. Hey, good morning, guys. I I have a couple, but the one that sticks in my mind the most, and I relive all the time, would have to be 96, uh, Jazz versus Bulls, uh, where the GOAT took us out. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Michael Jordan. I, I just think that one sticks to me the most, being a lifelong Jazz fan. And I still think he pushed off on Brian. Don't call him by your yeah. yeah. But you, you, I mean, Brandon, you poisoned the dude's pizza. Yeah, so listen, I, like, turnabout is fair play. <laughs> it, it, ne- it would never stop him anyway. <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> and I didn't poison it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, Brandon. Where were you that night? Yeah. I think you used to work oh. at the pizza shop. Yeah, that's hey, what they all he, say. He, I, I'll still say he's the goat, so I'm a realist. <laughs> I just wish we would have won that game. Brandon, awesome. thank you so much. You know, that's another subcategory of this worst loss ever as part of our great debate series. If you lose to the GOAT, like if you lose to Michael Jordan, does it make it better? You know, I, I think if you lose like to a one-off or like a team that doesn't deserve to be here, but just like scrappy, put it together, got on a run as opposed to, lo- is there any shame in losing to Michael Jordan? No, that's why I saw that on the call screen. I'm like, that can't be one of the great losses ever because you're lost to the best player in the history of the sport. Nope. Does it? That's like losing to the dream team in 92. Uh, does yeah. Angola consider themselves having the worst loss? No, of course not. Also, how do you tell which one's worse? 96 or 97? Uh, the the push off was <laughs> yeah. definitely the one. Uh, I and we're not getting we're not opening that can of worms to whether it was a foul, and the, to me it probably was a foul, but you can't call that. Let's go to our pal Adrian is in Maryland. Adrian, how you been, dude? 
Good. How are you guys? Good. We're morning people, it turns out. Yeah, I know. I'm going to make time for you. I miss you guys a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. We miss you, too. What do you have for us on worst loss? I got, uh, I got uh, unfortunately, uh, Perloff, I got Kawhi Leonard oh. against the, your Philadelphia Sixers. That that ball bounced around the rim uh. for about five seconds, it felt like. Also, I got one more. I got um, I got the Giants when they kicked the Deshaun Jackson, oh. and he ran it back. Punted, there you go. The ball out of bounds, right? Matt, That's what I want to hear, Adrian. Matt Dodge there you go. was the punter, and uh, I think Tom Coughlin basically like took the guy's soul <laughs> on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Adrian... So good to hear from you. See, here's the thing, though, about the 76ers losing. The 76ers losing the playoffs so much. How do you pick just one? Uh, well, who's your basketball team? The Knicks? <laughs> no, I'm not a Knicks oh, fan anymore. Uh, Slight dispute with the owner. Yeah, uh, I don't care. The Sixers were not going to win the finals that year, even even if Kawhi hadn't hit that shot. they sure they would have lost in the next round. So I, I don't get all up. And this modern Sixers team is not on the brink. Uh, the teams that lost, the worst one was history in 1980. They had the Lakers on the ropes, and Kareem got hurt, and they somehow lost to Magic Johnson. I just watched it in winning time. That was bad. Anyway, you can't get to me with the Sixers, Maggie. You keep trying. There's nothing like... What do you mean get to you? I'm just pointing out the fact. There's, there's the no Sixers heartbreak. lose in, in the second round of the playoffs all the time. Right, How that's do you why pick which just won? Some franchises just are not prone to heartbreak because the expectations are not that high. <laughs> I think you got to... That's another... As we're defining what's the worst loss, like you got to be on the brink of winning a title and think you can actually do it to really feel that sports pain. I agree. I think that the further along you are in the postseason, but just playoffs in general, but the further you are along in the postseason, the heartbreak goes up and up and up. Let's go to, oh, what do we have here? How about Josh is in Youngstown? Good morning, Josh. Hey, good morning. So I got I got three for y'all. Yeah. And I, I'm a big uh, Cleveland sports fan, so I'm sticking with, with uh, Cleveland sports. So, I heard what you said about Jordan, but Jordan over the Cavs. Over uh, Elo, yep. And then um, LeBron and 16 over the Golden State Warriors. So Good the, one. And, and yeah, the, the Warriors being up 3-0. over the Steelers during COVID in the playoffs. 3-1, three, oh, three yeah. I think. Yeah, 3-1, sorry. Um, but it, we only have a four-hour show. If we're going to do Cleveland sports, I think we might have to take <laughs> them off the table. <laughs> Cleveland, Minnesota, Buffalo, they uh, need their own – you know, uh, totally different subtext. Oh, uh, no hey, offense. I gotta represent, man. No <laughs> offense to Minnesota or Buffalo. Cleveland's got the Indians losing to the Cubs. The Indians are the hardest luck. The Browns define losing. They have the factory of sadness stadium. And the Cavs, I mean, without LeBron, what are the Cavs? See, that's why I think it takes Cleveland out of the running. Yeah, you can't do Cleveland. You can't call him from Cleveland. You, you have to talk about another city. Yeah, you won. You won with LeBron. And yeah, for the Warriors... How bad is that? I, I don't even think that loss, it was bad to be up 3-1 and to lose. But they've done so much w- winning. No, no, I don't think you could take Cleveland out because they won the Cavs. I mean, the Browns is still, they are over the top. But the city has tasted mm. success. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough luck town. Detroit, too. We get back. That's true. We get back to your phone calls in just a minute. Also, what did Dak Prescott have to say? about the win over the Chargers. Get to that in a minute. Don't move. Back in Perloff. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.